0: I'm Julian Jackson, you're listening to The Crock-Pot, the smorgasbord of sports news with a little added spice, brought to you by the Score On Air Network. This is where you don't know what you're going to get until you grab a bowl and dip your ladle in. Sit back, relax, and listen to what's cooking. To the crock pot. and in this episode, we are going to start off hot. And ready like a Little Caesars pizza. And, and Ganu, look what he had to do to that boy, Miocic, over this weekend. A highly anticipated matchup from what happened three years ago in UFC 220 in 2018 when Miocic was able to beat Francis Ngannou, the man from Cameroon, by a unanimous decision over five rounds. And at that time, it seemed as if and Ganu was gassed to the max. Let's go ahead and take a look at what happened on Saturday. Absolutely incredible. I mean, that started off everything. And after that happened, you saw him stumble, and you just knew there wasn't really going to be much. He just, the pounding, he took a pounding there in the first. Um, and you just knew, ugh, ugh. I think we get three angles right here. It's just, it is, oh, man. I'm sorry, bud. Oh, my God. It's like Herb Dean. You couldn't, we couldn't get to him just a little bit sooner? I, oh, oh, <laughs> punched him right in his neck, man. I, oh, I don't know if anybody else saw that. Did, pretty boy, did you see that? Did you catch it?
1: Oh, man, I did not. I was, uh. Watching the fights this weekend, and I was at my bro's house, and uh, I left right after uh, Woodley got destroyed. I did not stay for the main event. I was getting a little sleepy, and I missed a great one.
0: I had friends betting money. I had people. I was hopeful for Woodley. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I think he got it. There's something soft about that boy. I don't know what it is. It's been a trigger over like the past few fights, and he just has not seemed to be able to get it back. So... Um prayers for Woodley and some prayers for Miachich too. And the most interesting thing is if you look at their stature, and I believe that I have a visual um at least of of Nganu uh for you to to for me to reference. And it like if you just look at the stature of this individual, he's a specimen. He's a freaking specimen. And then you look at Miachich, and, and Miachich is he just it, it's not. It's not com. It's not comparable, man. It, it, he looks like Miacic, and I know he cut some weight for this fight. And I'm not a UFC guru, and that's. But you know, Stipe Miachis, the guy from Cleveland. You know, everyone's rah Cleveland. I ugh, I can't do it. This is cringy, man. Look at. Oh, man, looking like Jake Paul in the (laughs) ring against just, ah, this is what should have happened when he knocked my mans out in the boxing ring because this is what they're doing. This is not, I mean, yes, it's mixed martial arts to say the least. It's kickboxing, really, because when you have these bigger heavyweights and a lot of the heavyweights, they're not doing all of the submissions and whatnot, and there's very few, and I'm sure I'm going to get chirped for this, and that's okay, but it's more so, look at my man with the hands. and someone was like oh did you hear about how he uh went through all these troubles in his life and he had to uh, crawl through a desert in Cameroon and on his way to France and I'm like yeah I mean okay so listen you listen to Joe Rogan but did you realize that he did that earlier in his life like before Mia beat him the first time so it's not that Mia Stopped eating completely. My man got better over the course of three... Look at that. Oh, my... Oh, God. Oh, geez. Hey, parental advisory, please. And Miocic, it's... He just... He looks like he went to... uh, You know what? So, so would you
1: say? did Did you see the fight three years ago?
0: I didn't. I only... So, I went back and watched it through clips or whatever and YouTube or whatever and whatnot. But... And Ganu didn't have the skill set. He had he was always packed a powerful punch, but they paid exuberant amounts for people to come in and spar with him this time around. So to answer your question, I did not see the full fight from last time. But what I understand, he was gassed. He wasn't able to keep up, and he kind of threw himself out after like the second round.
1: So he just was more prepared. Knew what he had to do this time. It obviously looked.
0: If it had to end up going to the ground this time around, he would have take. He would have took me a chitch out and. I don't believe that he. Just look at the mass of Engano versus Mijacich, and it doesn't look fair. And Mijacich is great, and he's poised, and he's humble. And they talked about how you know one of his recent bouts at the day afterward, he's cleaning up toilets in a uh, at a fire station. That's great. Why
1: Why are you cleaning up toilets at a fire station <laughs> if you sa- just want to fight?
0: That's the same question I had. Like you, you can have humility and not clean toilets. So you mean after you,
1: you just want to fight? You made a, a six figures, and now you're cleaning toilets.
0: If you want to make a statement, that's cool. But I'm gonna stick away from like, yeah, like, hey guys, like, can I do that next time? Because anytime I win a fight, big competition, hit a lick at the casino, I'm going out of town. I, I'm leaving the country. I'm not going to the nearest fire station to clean your toilet because I told you I was going to. Nah. You know how you know how Dave Chappelle used to say, "I'm rich," you know, like you know. I'm, so
1: he says he's going to clean the toilet, and he returns to clean the toilet. I don't,
0: I don't know what he did. I just don't know why. This was something they talked about that they were like, "Oh, he's so humble, and he's this, and he's a community guy, and he's from Cleveland. I'm like, and that's great for all my Cleveland people." And I just, I wouldn't do the same. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I, I guess that anyone wants to make something a story. So whether it was the day after or a week after or whatever they're showing that he's about the communities about these folks and that that's great but i am um anyway it, Stipe didn't look himself uh enganu's a much different fighter than he is in 2018 and to this to be all all this to be said that miejich won in 220 5 rounds unanimous decision Nganu came out for 3 years and he might have just been gunning for dude's neck and i know Ghanu's had other fights in between cuz hell that was 260 that was ufc's 261 They met each other in 2018 for UFC 220. I mean, these UFCs, I remember UFC 48 or 50 or something. It was like in 2000 or something crazy. These UFCs had just been just rolling through. Dana White is rolling in the dough that I continue to invest. Not even invest. I'm not getting anything back from that. I can't continue to throw money at Dana White no matter where. But I cannot wait for the Adesanya... I don't know, I'm just going to call it Adesanya fight because I know he's going to win. Anyone else is irrelevant. For 262 down in Jacksonville, and they are allowing exuberant amount of fans. As you can see here, I miss that. I miss going places and being a hood rat and going out and, you know, being with friends and doing funny stuff and having a good time.
1: So uh when are you going to get your shot so you can continue to do that because I've seen uh, some reports that the NFL expects to have full stadiums. Um baseball by July is expecting to fill stadiums. College football is expecting to have full stadiums. So like yeah, this summertime man is uh you get your shot and get rolling.
0: Well, um, I'll be I am eligible for it at this point. I'm still searching for the correct Uh, Because I do have some plans up and coming. And I would like to, you know, what I didn't realize and was educated about today was the fact that you can just go ahead and, like, get the one. Like, get yourself started to, so you're not so prone to the disease, so that you're not prone to the sickness. And then, you know, it comes three, four weeks later. I mean, okay. I just thought Johnson & Johnson, one and done. But apparently the more effective is Moderna and... uh, Pfizer. Pfizer? Mm -hmm. Pfizer just sounds... I don't... Pfizer sounds like a like an old Be careful what you say. You teacher. could
1: get ripped right now for any bad talk about Corona. Just from <laughs> personal experience. Okay,
0: well look, all I'm saying is Pfizer just sounds like an old science teacher and I don't know. Pfizer just is not necessarily. I'll figure it out, but I am doing all of my research to find the very best vaccine for me, and I do plan on being vaccinated. So, to answer your question, thank you. Because I do want to go down there and do hood rat stuff with my friends. You remember that YouTube video of the kid? He was like, I want to do hood rat stuff with my mm-hmm. friends. Exactly. That's what I like doing. Smoking with cigarettes and all that. I don't like smoking with cigarettes. It doesn't matter. So, on to things that were more relevant from this past weekend. We had the Elite Eight. We had the Sweet Sixteen. And we now have the four teams. And only the... the UCLA Bruins, shout out to y'all. Only the 5th 11 seed to make it into the Final Four. Now, I have some opinions about whether or not UCLA is actually supposed to be there. But let's take a look at the bracket and just discuss what it was that happened over these past few games. Um, You know, UCLA went in and... You know, played against Michigan. I thought they didn't have a shot, really. I know that Livers is out for Michigan and there are certain things that they were doing. But I still thought Jawan Howard, I thought they were going to persevere. I thought they were going to make it through. And I was so disappointed in the end when Jawan Howard's writing up three-point shots to win the game. Who 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 made that call? Who made that call? Why You're down two. Tie it up go to overtime. Dude, who made that call? Wagner Wagner airballed a three-point shot. And then my other little guy, the little guard who's always rolling around, I forget. Smith takes that shot and there was more time left. He could have driven, he could have penetrated. There's so many things that could have happened and I'm just disappointed. I I honestly, I I think I'm disappointed in Jawan Howard.
1: I was too because uh it's clearly that you're shooting under 40% the entire game. Um, I don't know why you're drawing up a three-point shot. Your best bet is to try to get something towards the basket, get a foul, get to the free throw line. Look, Jawan, you have 49 points in in a basketball game like a college game, and you're in an elite game, elite eight playing for the final four. You have 49 points. You are struggling mightily drawing up three-point shots. And I think you're shooting under 30% from the three-point line this game. So it's just – I don't know.
0: Well, let's kick it on over to the other side. I know that it makes sense to talk about UCLA and talk about Gonzaga, but just looking at the bracket, let's just skirt to the right, okay? Let's go ahead and jump across the pond to Houston, the two seed, beating up on Oregon State. in that game, a six-point difference in the victory – Houston doing things that I thought they'd never do. And I could not – it's just – Oregon State, I was rooting for them just because they had been there, and I liked the underdog in some scenarios. And I know they've been doing a great job. Oregon State won their – shoot, I think they were 11-12 and 12 or something on the year at some point, and then went all the way and won the conference tournament, and that's why they were supposed to be in the air. So – Believe in the Beavs, I believe in the Beaver. And I was rooting for them. But they also not a very high scoring team. So with that being said, I can't really see there being I don't uh all right. Let let's let's just take it right above. Okay, that game scores in the sixties. Michigan-UCLA scores, let's just call it below 50s, in the 50s. And then Baylor against Arkansas, which I thought was a a great game as well, 81-72, I thought Arkansas was going to do it to him, And then Jalen Tate, Jay Sean Tate's little brother, has a good game, but also a very – it was like the most – I don't want to say it's a quiet nine. He was – you saw his presence everywhere, defensively, steals, blocks, and points. He was always around the basket, taking shots, but he wasn't always making the shots. And I know they have a lot of other members on their team. But Jalen Tate had like nine with like three minutes to go or something and went to the line a few times. And I don't know – I'm not sure what he ended up with, but – To have nine points, and everyone was kind of hyping him up and talking about his name. I know he came from, what, was it Eastern Kentucky?
1: Yes. He's a transfer guy.
0: So, and that's great that he's a Columbus guy, and I can appreciate that. And his brother's doing his thing in the league, but Sean Tate, I I mean, or Jalen Tate, I'm sorry. I don't know. But there's obviously more points being scored by some of the better or the the top-tier teams. And we can call it defense if you want to,
1: no, that that Michigan is bad offense. <laughs> I, that was bad offense. It's, it's, it's such a thing as good defense. That was bad.
0: Oh. Well, and I'll highlight now the fact that Zaga is going to battle against UCLA. And their game was very demanding over USC.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I, no, they 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 got out and whooped them boys. Yeah. Like, I worry about this game, honestly, because uh, of territory. UCLA is like the big bad wolf on the West Coast. They are the premier star school out there. I mean, just all the titles, all the legacy, UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, these teams, Kansas, are so synonymous with one another. Yeah. I don't know, Gonzaga is a better team, but I don't know if that press that prestige carries a lot of weight. So it should be a pretty good game for them two West Coast teams out there.
0: Well, you have the heart, the tradition of the team, all the rest of that. I mean, but Coach Few with Gonzaga, he's been doing this stuff for a long time too. Mm-hmm. And his credentials are crazy. And that's why when I'm going off, Purely, I mean, Gonzaga has not had a very tough road not to get here. They've been molly whopping these teams. Is it them Double is it digit it teams? When you're a one, like they had, I believe they had the, I I, I got to say, is the easiest placement in their region, in the West. They had the easiest placement going through, and I think there were some things that probably got lopsided and whopper job throughout. That then allowed for them to have easier pathways. Like, let's just say that, you know, perhaps the USC shouldn't have won, and Oregon was the better team, or like some of the other better teams beat the better teams along the way. But but that's what March Madness is all about. Mm-hmm. Can you? Can I then say that? Oh, someone beat the better team? Well, no, because obviously then you showed that you're better. So USC, I mean, it it is what we're looking at. Michigan ends up getting beat by an 11. Houston prevails.
1: Isn't that kind of funny, though? We got two West Coast teams and two Texas teams. Like, that's kind of weird. Houston and Baylor from the Texas down south, and then you got two West Coast teams.
0: Well, in UCLA, though, the play-in team. The play-in team. And that's ah, it just pains me. I don't care if they're the fifth ever team to make it to the Final Four that's an 11 seed. The fact that – because they weren't – I don't know how far this trails back. I'm sure it trails back more than just the play-in era but UCLA playing in against Michigan State
1: that's a playing game Michigan State versus UCLA
0: you proved yourself worthy to be playing during March at this time because of what you showed if you're going to go up and beat against and beat the Spartans i mean coach for the i don't know why i'm drawing a blank on De, on dude's name right now I think that's crazy, um, Tom Izzo. Who are you Tom talking about? Izzo. Goodness gracious! Uh, I should think about, about Izzo, like the one, like the like the singer, Izzo.
1: Who? Lady Gaga?
0: <laughs> no, that Izzo chick. The
1: oh, it's a real chick named it's Izzo. A, it's a girl named uh. Izzo.
0: But anyway, but Tom <laughs> Izzo, if you're going to beat the Spartans, you're going to beat Tom Izzo. Then it's you deserve to be where you are. And we've got some other coaches and things that we're going to be talking about later on in the show and what we're going to be doing to make our way through the rest of the show. But we're going to go ahead and gear up for a break. But before we do that, pretty boy, yes, who do you have in your games this weekend? Uh,
1: Honestly, let's just go Gonzaga-Baylor for the chip, and let's go Gonzaga to complete the perfect season season. 2020 has been a uh, year to remember, so uh, would Tom get his seventh? I I assume Gonzaga will just run the undefeated table and finish it off. Which
0: I don't, and you said that who was the last team to do that?
1: Uh, UNLV. UNLV, yep.
0: I remember you saying it on the show a few weeks back. So there you have it. I have been wanting to see the Gonzaga-Baylor matchup for months now because they had their game postponed earlier on this season i believe they're supposed to play in december or in early january but COVID had broke that down their game was postponed and then they couldn't end up making that up but gonzaga's played a lot of freaking games this year and i know texas has been kind of in turmoil with what they have going on but regardless that's what it should end up being i would hate to see houston end up beating um beating baylor and They've got some dudes playing for UCLA, so I hope it's a good game. But with uh, – t- 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 I don't even want to say it. starts with a T. J- Zong doesn't start with a T. Jay Zhao. Whoever the dude is for UCLA, though, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's nice. Julian some. <laughs> we'll figure it out. When we come back from the break, I'll have that all ironed out for you. You're watching the Crock-Pot on Score on Air. In sports. You want to have a player that can get the
1: job done right every time. A real all-star. Somebody that's dependable and you can turn
0: to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater people. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices' conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and
1: safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all around player, that is an all star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the field. design ideas for t-shirts but you're not sure where to go go to mojo sports gear that's right mojo sports gear at mojo sports gear you can get custom made shirts whatever design you need mojo sports gear can provide it don't forget to grab a custom made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game give them a call at 614-864-6656 that's
0: 614-864-6656 Johnny Juzang. Of course. Johnny Juzang. And I feel like a dummy. That means I just blanked out on the guy who's scoring more now than Bill Russell averaged in the first five games of the tournament. Bill Walton. Nope. All these damn statistics. Look, regardless, you know. Dude, you know what's killing He's averaging twenty five points a game in the first five games. And he was not scoring that from UCLA. But, yeah, tell me what's going on.
1: You got to stop taking hits to the head like this, man. You can't be letting people (laughs) punch you like this, man. That's why you blanking out. Losing memory, man. You know what, man? It's awesome. Can't we let people punch it's you in the also, face? Yeah, like this? you know
0: what? Little, oh, oh, man. That just that sweet chin music. That yeah. just
1: I should have stayed and watched this live last oh, week. Man, I'm telling
0: you. And it was a oh, oh, my. oh, oh, oh. when he bent him back though, <laughs> when what, you it. see the angle from the other side, <laughs> he gives him this and you, it looks like just yeah. Just he leans like into a, it the, mm.
1: He walked right into that. Yeah.
0: And it didn't seem like much because it was just that he was already stunned right before that. he was already he was
1: Hitting with that overhand right. Yeah,
0: so I mean, and I'm not. Yeah, oh God, you know what? Take it away. Take, take it away. I can't. I, I can't watch <laughs> a violence it. violence of it all. Yeah, it's bad. The but Johnny juzang and and Tom Mizzo and those guys hard to be able to forget. But Johnny juzang has been really showing up and showing out for UCLA, and it's incredible to be able to watch them. But their road then going to come to an end. This weekend, tomorrow, against Gonzaga, as they have the chase for undefeated. So, Mm -hmm. that's just how it should make sense. I don't believe that any team could really play with Gonzaga based on what I saw. Baylor looks really solid, though. Baylor's big, and they've got guys running around. But it's, it's not all about size. I think Few has the right culture and the right template for his team guys who have been playing together and you know he rarely has you know so many how many guys you hear about going one and done from gonzaga no but baylor it's cool because they i didn't know that they hadn't been there in so long because baylor has been trying to work on what football what else are you gonna be working on
1: and you know baylor has its years where it's really good in football and basketball, it's like almost alternates. Like they stunk in football, so they're really good in basketball. And next year they'll be average in basketball and really good in football.
0: But I also <laughs> know their women's team, though, in basketball is pretty solid. They're stellar. And I know they have other sports. I believe they even have a great baseball team or something they, like they had a,
1: They had a couple great players that came out of Baylor, like uh, Josh Gordon came from Baylor. Josh
0: Gordon did come out? Okay. And then, man, and I just got to say – Rest in peace to my homie's career, RG3. Because me, as a Washington football fan, my guy went down there to Baylor, made a name for himself, won the Heisman, and then gets drafted, plays against Seattle. And One of the reasons why, if you don't know this already, I do not like Seattle Seahawks. For me, it's always it's been gut-wrenching ever since I watched him tear his ACL. And that was all Mike Shanahan's fault from keeping him in there because he'd already had a brace on his knee from something that he had tweaked earlier on that season. But because we were in the playoffs, and, yes, I say we, <laughs> I know who I'm talking to right now, okay, with the Washington football team decided to keep him in and put him out there because it was the best shot they had to win against. I mean, that's when the Seahawks, well, that's 2013, 2014, when the Seahawks, I mean, on, that was, I think that was their road for the Super Bowl. It was it no. that year or the year after? But Possibly. I'm like, I'm like, damn. It well, you was, know they it, went it, back
1: to back, one one, lost one. So they
0: did. So I mean, I'm like, but damn, if it had to be anybody. but, the, just the fact that he tore his ACL playing against them it just put a bad taste in my mouth. But look at all the rest of the turmoil that has encompassed the Washington Redskins organization since Football that time. Team. It's the football team now, but it was the Redskins then, and I just got to say it like it is. Because we still have Redskins all over the place, and I could get flagged for that. But Utica is a high school in central Ohio, kind of outside of the outer belt, and they still have Redskins. So how can some teams, even high school, local, we should be on like a unified front with like this chase to change the Indians name. I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but – we, so we should be in agreement of certain things. And um, I just, like, if you're going to have it for a pro sports team, then what makes it okay to have it for a high school team? I don't know. Tweet in, tune in, tweet at me, Ajax, <laughs> J- at Jay Jackson on air. You know, uh, send me a DM on Instagram, do whatever. I promise I won't treat you like Kevin Durant treats other people.
1: Well, how does Kevin Durant uh, treat people?
0: Kevin, I guess Kevin Durant, when he feels wrong, you know, and we talked about people feeling wrong last week, So you know, but Kevin Durant comes at next on DMs and then other people share those DMs, which I didn't really want to have to get into it because it's not, it's not a focal point and it's not for this show, but Kevin Durant was upset by something that I believe Michael Rappaport had said, and then they had words against each other or amongst each other. And then they started like DMing each other on Twitter or on, on, on some platform. Man, you wanna know something, man? And Kevin Durant, and then he had to end up apologizing for it. That's what I'm saying though. If you say what you mean and you mean what you say, don't apologize for it.
1: Kevin Durant, you soft as a cream cake pumpkin pie. (laughs) Period. Wow. Just he one of the softest dudes ever. Um, and then he got out the golden state man and then he became this tough guy where he's trying to punk mascots and talk down the mascots and now all of a sudden man you you're you are seven foot one and you are 160 pounds dude I will break you in half Ke- Kevin Durant soft have you seen Pretty boy puff.
0: like he's pretty vascular uh, is the term I believe for it you know and like the the upper extremities.
1: Uh, that, you know, no. he's, he's not a tough guy. Draymond Green's a tough guy.
0: Draymond Green I would not mess with. No, Draymond Green is a big, no, he's a large individual. No like, large like, like Draymond Green, you know who his cousin is? It's Nganu. Nganu's his cousin. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no, and I don't, don't I don't know. I made that up. Sheesh. But if you look, if I, I, and I wish I had one side-by-side uh, side for Draymond and Nganu right now, but it looks like they could be cousins. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. You know, it's just. I mean,
1: dude is swole.
0: It just, I mean, and Draymond not like that. But if Draymond worked out like that all the time, then yeah, like. I'm saying, I I I, I can see it. You know, there's a lot of yeah. You know, just whatever. But look, Draymond though, yeah, I would agree with that, and I don't like the way he uses. I don't like the way that he talks and like treats other people and stuff. But I believe that like he's one of those guys you'd rather have on your side. Yes. Then you know, and everyone has that friend, and I grew up with plenty of them. And me, probably being one of those people that people look at and go, He's a lot, but I, I promise it if you just give him a chance,
1: and see, it, that's definitely what it is with me. I have the same friends I've had since I maybe growing up. I maybe added three friends my whole life in the last 20 15 years because I'm a lot to deal with on a regular basis, people. Uh, And you know what I think it's because Like I demand a lot Out of people I demand a lot Out of my friendships I demand a lot Out of my relationships My business My professional I demand a lot From people Because I give a lot Some people aren't willing to give And you know That's where we clash Because once you're Not willing to Give it 100% I have no Really
0: Wants to be friends And I don't have An issue With that And I know that
1: Oh you like lazy people
0: no, 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 I'm saying I'm saying I don't have an issue with demanding. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, and that's one thing that we are always told when we were coaching individuals when I was coaching. I mean, I'm sure that y'all have taught, heard me talk about teaching, being a teacher and coaching and all the rest of that. And those are some of the principles that I carry throughout life is that you can be demanding of people and individuals around you and people in your camp, if you will, or people in your circles. But you should never be demeaning. And I feel like that's never—that's something I'm always cognizant of, and I always am sure that when I am demanding of you, it's also it's like a compliment sandwich. That's one thing that people don't know really how to do (laughs) is to be able to, you know, tell somebody like, "Hey, this," and then that. Look, I worked with a lot of kids though, so sometimes I gotta wear kid gloves. But I get it. Pretty boy did not come up like that.
1: Listen, hey, my mom got on me because I was coaching little kids, and uh, she she had to pull me to the sidelines. Like, baby, you can't be talking to the kids like that. Like, listen, somebody needs to talk to the kids like that. Like, you know, I understand that mom's like, he's tired and he can't run anymore. Like, man, if you don't get on that line right now, you just jumped off three times in a row. If you don't get on that line Mm -hmm. and run till I get tired.
0: No, but you got that old school, like, tight mentality. And I had coaches who... They would, like, try to play mind games and stuff. Like think some things were, like, a little bit different. Like, when I was coming up in, like, Little League-type stuff, they were, like – they were different. But I wanted to play with the coaches from, like, the inner city leagues that were some dogs. And, like, the kids who I wish I was playing amongst, those kids are now in the leagues. Like, you know, like – I'm like, well, dang, you know? But I, I also quit one of those practices one day because I couldn't tough it out because I was slouching on the couch for however long and my dad told me to do whatever and I had to learn a hard lesson and it was embarrassing having to walk back on that field, but they also, they had like weight limits. So if you weighed so much, you had to play with the bigger kids who were also the older kids typically. So the whole framework was jacked. So then I just went and played with the suburb t- suburb teams and then ended up not being as good. So that's why I don't look like Ngannou, all right, <laughs> in case y'all wanted to know. That's why I walked around at 285 for like 15 years of my life. Whoa. I didn't know
1: you was that you was a big guy.
0: I was a big guy. Hey, somebody queue up a picture. Uh, Facebook, somebody go ahead and uh, tweet something. Then just go ahead and get just an old school photo of me real fast, and we'll get that. No, but I was playing football, and I thought that because I was pumping as heavy as I was, that I could just eat whatever I wanted to and to just not move. So then I turned into a stump, you know. Damn. Yeah, it was it was it was not good. But in the past, you uh, seem like
1: you got a pretty good personality, though. You still getting the girls, huh?
0: Yeah, I was doing that. Yeah, I know, I know. You got that good personality, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, and personality is cool and all the rest of that. But uh, I had a, <laughs> I had, I had a, yeah, I had a crossroad and no, like, severe, like, health issues or whatever, but uh, no, no, no health issue, period. But I had a crossroad where I'm like, I would like to be a healthy human, and that was my driving force for um, creating some structure on my lifestyle. And then in 2018, I kind of just four to seven days a week, Started eating better and then I actually went vegetarian. It happened to work for me. Someone tried to sell me some stuff about blood type. But I'm like, it just would do what works for you. And no, none of these Instagram plans that you see and somebody tweet here, swipe here, swipe up, click this. Uh Bon Air, Ab, Ab, Ab Airbon, something like that. You know, this girl tried to hit me on, on on a DM the other day just saying, Hey, you like to work out? What are you using for protein? And I see her posts all the time. So I had to hit her back with Thank you for reaching out. And I hit her with the with the meme from Mean Girls. Like, I feel I feel personally victimized by Regina George. I hit her with one of those. I said, I feel personally victimized right now. And I'm oh. like, look, just because of this. And I said, no, I appreciate it, though. I really do. Like, thank you. Um, I do use protein. I thank you for reaching out. But if you haven't noticed, I'm interested in you, not the product you're offering. I didn't hear back. Follow up, three, six months. Anyway. No, we'll man. get on to some other stuff though I, I I realize that y'all know That you never know what you're going to get in the crock pot And that's why I bring it to you live And I bring it to you with any and everything It's sports related But you might as well go ahead and throw in some dating stuff You don't know what it's going to be But I'm looking forward to As a matter of fact, i got to hit up this one She's an MMA fighter, actually, and this really goes in my backdrop right now. I missed Vanessa Demopoulos, and I hope I'm saying it right because I think she would put me in a chokehold. But she goes by Lil Monster Demo. Shout out. I'm going to have to give her a shout. She's out in LA, I think, right now.
1: Lil Monster Demo, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And when, when you go back off, just, Yo, just I'm go gonna ahead. Look. Give, <laughs> just go ahead. Just hi. Anyway, um, so Rory Williams retired. And I'm not like sad or whatever it is what it is. Roy Williams is obviously one of one of the greatest coaches of all time and with over 400 wins at two different programs. And when he was an assistant under Dean Smith, he took his time And he took a job at Kansas. And in that time at Kansas, they had offered him the job then to come to UNC at some point. I believe it was on the brink of the millennium in 2000.
1: Right after it. Well, Dean Smith had uh, retired Mm -hmm. and then... uh... What was his, Guthrie took the job for a couple years, okay, yep. and he won a title, and then uh, Roy came back to his alma mater. He had never won. He, was, he had made a Final Four in Kansas he, twice and never yes, won a title yep, at Kansas. Yep,
0: and so, but he also, right, yes, in Kansas, but over 400 games, over 80 win percentage. I mean, that's Rock Jock Jayhawk to its finest. You could say that he helped build them up to where they are now, given everything that they have. Is it is it still Bill Self? Correct Bill me? Bill Self, I believe. Okay. That, so Rory Williams said, all right, well, I'm going to do some other stuff. Bill Self. And it's like, Bill Self's like, okay, I'm cooking. Like, you never have to leave for whatever. Because the only person who I know who played football at Kansas is Brad McDougald from Dublin Jerome. Dublin, I'm sorry. Whoop, y'all going to hurt me for that one. From Dublin Scioto
1: dublin sciota y'all
0: from dublin sciota and now i think he's still playing with the jets but that's the only person i ever knew to play football with kansas so they're obviously a basketball school and that's something now we're gonna i'll hit on here in a little bit because there's something about some people wanting to be at just basketball schools with i really can't understand but anyway back to roy williams uh, 80% of wins, 400 victories at Kansas, also 400-plus wins at UNC, 483 wins at UNC. And though this season did not come out to what it was that he wanted it to be, obviously, he said stuff that, like, if you heard his his conference when he was talking about it, it was sad just for a sports fan overall because I've always – I've not been a fan of the heels like that. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, I like Michael Jordan. But I wasn't hip to Michael Jordan when he was playing for the Heels, so therefore I didn't care for them. And I know where greatness comes from, but for some reason I've always been partial to Shoshevsky. To and I still don't know how to spell this man's name. Look, you look you look what, what is the stank face for? You just you don't like Duke.
1: That's yeah. the problem.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: like Duke. And you know, you're a stanky face. Like the state did you like do you take Duke over Syracuse over Roy like uh, no way. Like if 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 you line up the greatest players from Duke and the greatest players from Carolina, I'm taking Carolina players.
0: Should I call J Will?
1: Call him. I'm gonna call right. MJ going to call MJ.
0: Jay Will, I, I'm
1: call James Jay Worthy Will, out just, here, man. Could someone could
0: have just Hey man. Okay, give look, me Vince Carter cut, out here, hi, man. Yeah, look, look, man. Look, man. <laughs> you know, and Duke's never had They got Grand Hill. They had they it, But Yeah, but it's just not yeah. You know but see saying? people like for, when you talk about candles, like how many candles can y'all bring to the altar? It's UNC's gonna bring more candles to Yeah, the altar, and man. you know, but
1: Grand Hill is that threshold guy, man, where if he doesn't hurt those ankles him and McGrady in Orlando would have won titles. Like, seriously. He came from Detroit, and I remember Grant Hill's rookie year. And they I pla- remember
0: seeing highlights of that.
1: Play. He played Chicago four times, and I never seen anybody dominate Scottie Pippen. Grant Hill, his rookie year came in, he was
0: dominating oh, that Scottie was, Pippen. As a matter of fact, they had highlights of Grant Hill when they played against them during the documentary um, from The Last Dance. Like, um, Scotty had scored. Scotty had signed that contract. Oh, terrible. That, that the contract, the numbers were terrible, right? But he had signed that during like that time period, and there was just a lot of questions about whatever. But like, yeah, Scotty Pippen though, he was still going to go hard, even though it was only for 15 mil on like 12 years. I mean, he was still balling. He's still yeah, balling. I mean, it's still balling at a mil a year.
1: But um, yeah, I just I seen Grant Hill go at uh, he was like. If he would have had the career, I thought he would probably be that number one small forward, for real, because he was just an animal.
0: Well, I mean, so I appreciate the asides for the Grant Hill and all the rest of that. <laughs> but as a sports fan, Roy Williams is, actually brought a crystal to my eye, not a tear because it didn't come out because I don't cry. I work out um, a <laughs> uh, reference from uh, Star Skin Hutch. But um, – You know, he just said he no longer feels like he's the right man for the job. And some other things cited. His wife had wanted him to retire in 2009, also in 2017. So it's like he'd really been pushing the limit with, what, I think it was 13 years with Kansas or 15 years with Kansas, 18 years with, or something, like yeah, 18 years with with UNC. It seems like so much longer. But congratulations to Roy Williams then. Um, When we come back, we're going to queue it up for a break. But when we come back... We're really going to get cooking. We're going to turn it up. We're going to speed things up. And I have a little bit left for you to talk about as it comes to some coaching hires and the possibilities of who might be next to fill the shoes of Roy Williams and to replace Archie Miller at Indiana. You're watching the Crock-Pot on Score on Air. I took a moment to review some of the comments that were in the comments section. And man, y'all ruthless. Y'all didn't leave no comments. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, it's prime time right now, though. So let me go ahead and keep it rolling because I know y'all getting ready to get on out and get fat for Good Friday and do all the rest of that for the Easter weekend. And we hope everybody out there is traveling if you're traveling. And- Easter this weekend? Today's Good Friday? Yeah. Oh, you missed it. Huh. You don't eat swine anyway. Nah, you know I yeah, don't. Because <laughs> you know it's all about the ham this weekend. All about the hams this weekend. Speaking of hams, real quick, because y'all know I can't, I can't focus on one thing for just a few seconds. I did my first sets of deadlifts today and my first sets of lunges sets for like over a year. And so I am chugging amino acids between breaks to not need a wheelchair tomorrow. But... We're gonna be all right, and I'm gonna get some tips from yours truly over there in PBC because I'm gonna be a hurting real bad, and so I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stand up after this. Did you do some cardio? Yeah, I ran a mile to start. Ooh, you to start. Yeah, that's all what right. I. I weren't with a mile every day. Uh, it's either that or 15 minutes on the stairmaster or uh, 15 to 20 minutes on the cycle bike, and then to get myself like get my blood or my uh, BPMs up, and then from there I go ahead and hit. Like a lift of some sort It doesn't matter if it's lower body, upper body But yeah, so I, I ran a mile first And then I got into the legs I'm,
1: I'm a firm believer in working out And then doing cardio Cardio has a tendency to drain you And take away from your ability to lift Like, cardio is Because good. you use so
0: much of that core,
1: is that correct? You use so much of that energy Like, cardio um, works while you're doing cardio Weightlifting works more when you're resting. So like after I lift, my muscles are really, really beat up and burning up and they're burning. They're still burning fat and they're still growing. I go hit the cardio. So as I'm lifting weights, my muscles swell up and it pushes all the fat to the top of the skin level now that fat is sitting here on the top of the skin level right here and the first thing you do when you go do cardio is you sweat and that is that top layer which you are sweating off because your muscles are swollen it's pushing all that fat to the top of your skin right here and you're sweating that off and that's how it bleeds off so that's why you do cardio after you lift
0: I am gonna fact check that, and I was a personal. I took personal training. <laughs> I took one certification. It was like two eight-hour classes, but I don't know. I, I Gage Barton. Someone, someone help me out. Someone help me out. The fat drains from the pores. No, listen, listen. Your your the muscles, muscles condense on the inside. Your muscles and pushes expand. The fat. Your yeah. muscles
1: expand. So, in the, like when you lift weights, you swell up. Yeah, your muscles swell up. Well, Hypotrophy. It's, push, it's pushing all that. That fat that's in the muscles is pushing that to the top of the skin. So right here, this upper layer right here, that swole layer right here, when you push down on it, you can feel your muscle. Yeah. Look. That's some fat up there. So as you're doing your cardio and you're sweating, all that is pushed out to the outside and you get more effect from your cardio like that by lifting first, then doing cardio. Your muscles okay. are swole. Everything is ready to go for I'll you. try it next
0: time. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody... We're going to lift first, and then we're going to do cardio last, and my mile will no longer be sub eight. So, um, anyway, uh, so NCAA coaching hires. There are some questionables between – I mean, there's no questionables, but there's some possibilities amongst Indiana and UNC and who might be going there. But what we know for a fact is that Shaka Smart is going to Marquette. And I don't know. Marquette, Texas – Marquette, Texas and one of the reasons had been cited that that he didn't want to be at a school he wanted to be at a school that didn't have a football program so that for me is i i mean i don't, I don't I'm not sure that's not the sole reason but the fact that that was even mentioned is uh, i don't know that's it kind of seems ridiculous
1: well he said uh he wanted to be at a school where uh basketball was number 1 was the number one sport of course you 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 went to Texas. There is no way in the world ever that football basketball is gonna be the number one sport in Texas.
0: But who cares? You take take what you're given. I feel like you're being he's being ungrateful. Well you go from VCU, you get you a nice he he takes VCU and it's like, okay, yeah, Virginia Commonwealth, all right, cool. And I was like, Yeah, Shaka smart, Shaka Smart, and he goes to Texas and I feel like he's like pouting. And maybe he doesn't have control to do everything he wants to do how they're like okay you're here take the long words and take what you're given and he maybe he couldn't do more he couldn't do as much as he wanted to maybe the recruiting process he thought he'd have more of a hand in i don't know what the real I, issue is I think, a, a I think it's
1: more of uh that's a cop-out i think it's more of uh a little dudes football teams in the weight room right now you guys gotta wait yeah, so you know what mad. I mean. It's yeah. it's it's more of that than it is of anything else because he can get players and he can recruit. I just think that he's tired of being the redheaded stepchild. And when you're dealing with Texas, yeah. oh and yeah. Ohio, and uh, the Ohio State, <sighs> like like let's be real, there are teams where if you are the basketball program, you are the right. redheaded you're getting stepchild. Stepped on. Come, you're come getting on, stepped on. Let's, yeah. let's be real.
0: But they have so many facilities that they could use in all those places and those huge programs like that. All that oil it's money. Not, a, it's <sighs> not even a big deal. But let's let us let we we'll move on from that. Shaka Smart going to Marquette. But Chris Beard to take over Texas from Texas Tech, after what he was able to do at Texas Tech. And I would just want to know how long this has been planned. Because obviously it was. Because Chris Beard's obviously like a, a, like a Texas guy. He's, you know, he, he's willing to be able to take on this position. And he's likely with the program because Shaka Smart he was neat. Neat, I have to say, as south as Virginia, and then because isn't Shaka Smart also from? Is he from Michigan? Is Marquette in Michigan. Marquette. I thought Edison, it was in Indiana. West- somebody, we're gonna check on that right now. But somebody had told me, and I thought it was the Phages. So if he gave me some wrong information. I'll be upset, Mister Phages. Um, or that, that Shaka Smart was from that area or something like that. But without taking hearsay from some of my friends and uh, cohorts here, um, I just feel as if perhaps Chris Beard, they had already had this stuff in the works. What do we have over there pretty bad? Uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. I thought it was Indiana. So that, that's where DJ Carton went, right? DJ that's Carton. where Dwayne Wade went. Okay, I know he went to Marquette, but I believe DJ Carton transferred from Ohio State to go to Marquette. Hey, man, Marquette got some players, man. Jimmy Butler? So those are guys who are products of Marquette. Wesley Matthews? So, I don't know. I just hope that Shaka Smart can actually make them have a nice program. But the Chris Beard thing, it just seems like funny to me. Because they were talking about buying out Shaka Smart, and although it's not the... Most, it's not a huge emphasis, and I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It just still kind of seems a little bit wrong to me that, Sketchy. you know, Shaka Smart, he's down here. He's, he's in Virginia. And then he's like, okay, we're going to go to Texas taking this leap of faith. And something about just the way that things are operated. I don't care what you look like. I'm just going to, I don't care what you look like. Shaka Smart, just something about how you operate, especially, in maybe it's just different states, like, like Texas, but I'm still correlating with the South. And he's like, just get me the hell out of here. Obviously. If he's like, just let me go. So let's leave it at that. Chris Beard obviously been more comfortable with that. And was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. If y'all want to have the football team lift before us, we're cool. We don't need to lift. That's fine. You put these guys on the Coach Carter program and have them run their ass off everywhere. Oh, man. Anyway. Indiana possibilities. We have possibilities for the Indiana coaching vacancy. The Indiana coaching vacancy? and number one john beeline i can't really see him going back to the big 10 if he's to come back right away after he left michigan and why did he leave michigan to go to cleveland Am am i am i am i remembering this correctly to go coach in Cleveland, and then he left Cleveland or was basically pushed out of Cleveland because he said something ignorant in the locker room regarding them being thugs, and then he had to bounce. Is that what happened to Beeline? I'm almost positive that's what happened. And unless I'm thinking about Jim Beheim, no, that's not. They no, all sound that's the Sarah same. That's... Yeah, John Beeline. John Beeline from Michigan went and took the job with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then from there, he said something about y'all are acting like thugs. And it might have rhymed with it or whatever, but he said he misspoke, and the players just completely lost it with him. So that's who was up there a couple years ago. So I can't really see John Beilein being able to come back into the Big Ten, especially competing with Michigan. Now he left Jawan Howard with some, with you know at least a couple good classes or whatever. And I don't know if you're Jawan Howard, you walk into the you know somebody's parents' place and you just say, "Hey, look, I'm Jawan Howard." You obviously know this. That's why y'all are looking at me like that. And, um, like, does he want to play here? Or if not, then he could always go to the Ohio State, but they're not going to win, so you might as well just send him up here. Well, it shouldn't be tough. John Beeline as a possibility for Indiana. Uh Rick Pitino. Oh, Rick, boy. Oh, Rick Pitino. And I don't know. To have that mobster... Back up in there again I could see him Going to Indiana Because he's at a Smaller school right now But obviously He still wants to coach And that man is scary Every time I look At Rick Bettino, He reminds me of Ray Liotta For some reason They look like they're related
1: But yeah because He looks scary He, he looked like One of them good fellas he just Yeah Roll on you man Yeah
0: No so I mean I'm like You could coach Wherever you want bro But like He could be a good I think that would be A good candidate For Indiana There are some other ones But one of the names I pulled out of the hat Brad Stevens In my right mind. Now that he would have he would build great legacy with Indiana, but I just don't see that as being the best fit for him. It doesn't necessarily make sense for him to leave Boston And, and all that talk that he was Boston is a pro that is a franchise. You don't just do everything that you've done. And, I, yeah, he lost Kyrie. Kyrie really probably wasn't the best fit for that. He can build a system. He didn't end up getting able to get Hayward. There's some of that stuff in the front office is out of your control. Danny
1: Ainge is a great general manager, though. And and you, you don't want to leave that system. like Unless you're going to Indiana and they're giving you $8 million a year in complete least, autonomy. Complete yes. autonomy. I'm talking about...
0: Uh, You're going to be, your means you're going to be Urban, your means you're Urban Meyer, uh, uh, Ryan Day, Gene Smith, and the president of the (laughs) university. Yeah. 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 I'm everybody. Basically, yeah. Okay. Nick Saban. That's a great. Nick Saban, I am sure. And I don't have connects like that. Don't ask me no questions. Maybe the guru does. Yeah. Nick Saban does what he wants to do, and it works. So unless Brad Stevens was able to get Indiana to relinquish all control to him, which I don't think that he'd actually be capable of, but I just feel as if, why would you do that? You just wouldn't. There's no reason to do that. Um, UNC hopefuls. So the UNC hopefuls are actually insanely, insanely interesting. The UNC hopefuls include Mark Few from Gonzaga. And we'll see what happens. Let's see. So, games get played tomorrow, Saturday, April third, the day before Easter, and I believe that the championship would then be another week from that. I, I know we've got the chart up somewhere, but they don't play just two days away, right? Is they it don't, be Monday they night? Don't
1: play on Monday? I thought the championships always on Monday night, right? College basketball and football always Monday nights, right?
0: I thought they were going to have a little bit more time. Let's Dang. Look. Okay. Well, we will see what happens. And I apologize that you know, I would just you know, I'm in the moment. I'm in the now. I'm not worried about what it is that's happening. But I know they have the women's final four, they've got the men's final four, and I would guess that if anything, the championship would get played Monday night and then the women's championship, NCAA women's championship would get played on Tuesday night. But we got that coming up here in just a moment. Um, Monday, April 5th at 9 p.m. is the championship game. Damn. All right, so we'll see. Mark Few, what happens here soon? If you go win a natty, do you just leave Gonzaga right now to go be with UNC? That is a dream job. That's got to be a dream job for so many people. And I don't have all of his resume, but I feel as if you have to be plugged into UNC, almost like – um many other programs across the nation that you actually need to be in a position where you went through the school at least almost like Notre Dame. You had to have gone to Notre Dame to end up being a coach or something like that, that, that kind of cult, like following Hubert Davis, who's the UNC assistant right now. Um, he's also, I mean, he's a black male, which is a big hype to be able to get these people and he would then be, I don't know the, 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 well, I mean, with Roy Williams being the predecessor, Hubert Davis would be a good one. So if he had if he was under Roy Williams the whole time, that just makes sense. And besides it quite possibly being a PR stunt, why would you even do that? If you know that someone's gonna be there for a long time, Mark Fuse had his time at Gonzaga, he's gonna have to win this championship on Monday in order for him to really, really his resume to go to the top of the stack. But regardless of whatever that may be, Hubert Davis, another good selection. I can't see Jay Wright leaving Villanova I to, to go to UNC. He's got what he needs. I believe Villanova's in the Big East, and he just, I don't believe there's any reason for him ever to have to leave, but those are the hopefuls that they had up and ready, and I can't really see any of that happening. Um, we are getting to a point where we're about to be ready for the Good Friday service. Matter of fact, I think that uh, Kanye's going on at three thirty, so we got to uh, get on up in there. Yeah. But uh, lovely to be able to have this. I've got much, much more, but stuff that can be on the wait. We are gearing up right now. The Ohio Media School presence and the Score on Air network across several campuses in different states. To bring to you the NFL draft, and we'll be syndicating that broadcast right here from the Ohio Media School in Columbus, and we're going to be bringing you AFC North and AFC South detail. So, interested to see what that's going to look like in the coming weeks, but we're going to be plugging that and hyping that over the next few weeks. We're going to be very excited about that. You know, and it's okay. We don't really have to get into it, and I'm going to cut it short because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that's been the same old, same old. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Will they extend his contract? Deshaun Watson, cases are stacking up. People are coming to support. It's really, uh, you know, do we touch that? Is he going to go exemplist? Are they going to cut him? Hell no, they're not going to cut him. Just know that. I don't care what he's facing. They're not going to cut him unless he pulls an Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Justin Fields, pro day. There's been some talk about whether or not he's actually the guy who stays stays late and arrives early. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now that I was at BBR a few weeks ago, and if he's staying late and arriving early, I wouldn't have seen him. And that's why he's number two, if that. But that ain't nothing to do with me. Cause I'm not, I'm not running to four forty. I'm not dropping dimes, so ain't nothing to do with me. Francisco Lindor signed ten year, three hundred forty one million dollars. Just got right on over my boy uh, Ortiz, who signed that great contract, but signed his life away though for twelve years or fifteen years or whatever that was. And we talked about that, me and Pretty Boy briefly. But we're gonna go ahead and get on up out of here. Got that ham cooking and Pretty Boy don't want any of it. So that's all right. We're going to see you back again next week. Right now, we're still sitting with Tuesdays, but it could be any day as we're fitting in the schedule, doing everything we can, getting ready for this NFL draft. I've got a trip coming up, and i got a wedding in Vegas to go to. But make sure you stay in tune with the Crock-Pot, and you can catch us on all of your favorite podcast platforms There after the show, usually a day or two after because your man's still got a 9-to-5. Here at Score On Air... I'm Julian Jackson, and you're watching The Crockpot. Thank you for listening to The Crockpot, brought to you by the Score On Air Network. You can watch and listen live on Tuesday afternoons. Be sure to follow me at Jay Jackson On Air on Twitter and Instagram for updates. Also, be sure to follow the Score On Air Network Facebook page. Thanks for listening.